Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. On this week's episode are two AMAW alumni who both star in the series A Million Little Things on ABC. Alison Miller and Christina Moses share their journeys in acting, which are vastly different from each other. This episode reminds us that our path is not necessarily going to look like someone else's, and that's okay. Welcome to In The Moment Podcast with my new guests. It's a double duo. A double duo of dynamic, how many D words can I come up with? Dynamic, daring. I was going to say dames because da- dames oh, is right. a good word, but like maybe like dynamic nowadays, dames. dynamic dames. Oh, I like that. I like that. You like nowadays, yeah. we should use dames more often. <laughs> we should. Because remember in the 50s in New York, everybody would be like, yeah. you're a cool dame. Yeah. Or like yeah. the marvelous Miss, Mrs. Yeah. Mazel, they use that, they use All the word dame a lot. That broad, this yeah, dame. Yeah, that broad. broad. Anyway, these two great broads, Christina <laughs> Moses and Allison Miller. This is when we push the button in here. Oh, the studio audience is so yes, riled up. Yes. I love it. Hi, guys. Hello. Wow, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, me So let's, let's share with the audience who you are. So, Christina, like, I always love to tell people about your story because, well, your first breakthrough was on Condor. Containment. Oh, containment. Yeah. But wait, did you do Condor as well? I did. See, three, two C shows words, later. Like, like yeah. Condor, containment, containment originals, then Condor. Oh, the original, they were kind of Jesus, simultaneous. That's right. Originals of Condor, but yeah. I should mention the show you guys are both on, but I'm going to switch to Allison. Yeah. So you're both now, Allison and Christina, are on a million little pieces on things. A million little things. Every game is the book. So everyone does it's the that. book. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but it's based on the book, or no? The no. book is the thing. The book that Oprah has Winfrey, nothing to do. With that was the that guy was James who, Fry. That's right. And they did make a movie out of that's that. That's right. Yeah. Around. Oh, they made Sorry. a movie about the oh, yeah. same time we were making our show, which was very confusing. That's right. For the internet, um, but <laughs> a I million little things. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and. And Allison Miller. Yes, and hello. Allison has been on, you like, when did you start acting? You've been on everything. I started <laughs> in LA in 2006, and now I'm 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you still look like you're 18. Thank you. I've That's had so much is. work done. <laughs> 18 I have, to 75. I took the face off of a child and put it surgically on That is head. a lovely visual. Thank you. <laughs> you're it's very early here for this podcast <laughs> of like processing that. Mm. I love oh, Allison. It seems so sweet, and she's got a dark, interesting <laughs> side to her. I love it. Um, nice so no, like I was thinking, like wow, Terra Nova, mm-hmm. and you did a lot of legal procedurals, and then you were on Thirteen Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. And did you have any scenes with Justin, by the way? Yeah, oh. of course. Did you play a mom or a teacher? I was a lawyer. You play lawyers a lot. I don't. That was the only oh. lawyer I've ever played. But I, I was on Boston Legal as a as a like pretend teenager. Okay. Who was illegally voting in elections and getting in trouble? Oh gosh. That was just that was when she was fifty five. Pernicious. Okay. Yes. Is that the word I'm looking for? I was I was precocious. That was it. Precocious. Um, yeah. I was a precocious twenty five year old pretending to be a teen. Okay. Well. But yeah, I played a lawyer, and so I had a bunch of uh, AMAW students. On the stand in front of me, oh Stephen Silver. Stephen Silver's on that show and as Justin well. And, and Justin. Um, there are some other people. I can't remember who else. I, have to, I talked to Justin like a month or so ago, and he was laughing because he has a receding hairline now. Oh. Yeah, but he's okay with it. But like, he's like he's also oh. very young. But he's only twenty five, but yes. he's like, uh, you know, Justin Prentice. I have to see his face. Well, but he's just like. Uh, I don't know how much longer I can play seventeen with this. Oh God, yeah, that's hard. Well, everyone on that show. One of the one of the actors is my age, and we're both going. How is this? How are you playing a teenager, (laughs) and I am playing the mean lawyer who's coming (sighs) after you? TV teens. I love it. Silly, but he's. 
great. He's very, very good. Yeah, he's a good actor. And so is Steven. Well, yeah. so wow. Okay, so I love that you both are on the same show. Yeah. So let's talk about your journeys and then the show. And then, so Christina, what I was going to say earlier yeah. is I remember <clears throat> when we first started working together, maybe it was a violin, and I was coaching you on stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, you think you were getting tests and stuff? Oh, yeah, you're you're getting always producers? tested. But in my never... mind, yeah, you were always <laughs> testing, but didn't book, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, so, it's gonna, I was thinking to myself, it's going to happen for her, but it just wasn't it yet. It, it wasn't, wasn't. It hadn't quite dropped. No. I think I did tell you that at some point. I was yeah, like, no, totally. don't worry, it's going to happen, just not yet. You did. I was probably so annoyed. You were probably like, fuck like, you. Like, what do you know? You know nothing. <laughs> what do you know, Tony? John, I want John this job. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Do you call him Jon Snow, Tony Stark? Sorry, I don't know, whatever. I love that. I'll take that. I'll take All that. All right. My journey really had a lot to do with self-confidence. Yes. It, I mean, really, like, just being thrust into it at a very young age when I was not ready and not understood. Like, my way of being in the world is, like, I'm a social introvert. And so, I'm super, super spongy and sensitive and just how the world that I was in as a kid, like it was the antithesis for someone like me. Like, so I just stayed. So it became this, like, I need to be an actor because I have to prove that I can do it. And it's my value. It's my worth. And I'll get all the love versus this other part of me. That's I'm a storyteller. I love to play. I have a wild imagination and I have to do it for me. So once the scales tipped for me, like, do you know, doing it because I love it mm-hmm. and I know that I have potential and I mm-hmm. want to see where this goes that's when things started to shift so the fact you had nothing to prove I had nothing to yeah. prove and it was it was a long long journey it really was to internally just to get there because I had the talent and I of had course. the discipline yeah but I couldn't see it or feel it well just energetically I remember in the coachings it's just you weren't really going for it you were, you were holding yourself back yeah yeah you were totally hiding, holding yourself back, and it was but, literally PTSD. Like every coaching, everything really felt like I was back in, mm-hmm. like just having a voice. Like you know what I mean. Getting your shot back is yeah, kind of what exactly. I call it, you know. But then what I think is really inspiring for the listeners is when you broke through in your first job. Like you didn't really have any major credits yet. You know what I mean? Like you really came from. It's not like you came from nothing because you've been really working hard. You were in class. You were growing, but like. You know, Allison Hat, you know, she's a different example. Like, everybody finds their own way, sure. right? Like, she's been working for 10 years straight, mm-hmm. and you... But look, it happens. I That's what's exciting about it. I two guest stars huh. before yeah. I booked. That's incredible. And partly why I wasn't booking before was because I only went out for series lead roles. Uh-huh. I rarely went out. That's where they pushed me. I, was on, I wasn't on anyone's shortlist. And so I would tell my students, you know, I said, there is no rhyme or, or reason. reason. Just do the work and show up but if you have someone that says you have to do co-stars and then you have to do just throw that out yeah. you just want someone who's going to see you yeah. and is going to fight to get you in the doors and then you do the rest well your team did that too that's, that's why you did. started that's to why. get yeah. you know opportunities for a much bigger role. oh my god I was getting in doors where my resume would not have supported yeah. it and so, so it was the relationships exciting. that I built and yeah. they just kept bringing me back in mm-hmm. too so well that's such a like yeah. success story I was so excited when you booked that job because like it just came from nothing you know what I mean but not from nothing but like nothing on the page you know what I mean like if you take this is the thing is like if you you take somebody like you and you give it to an agent or a manager and they'd be like um she's over 28 yes gonna like you know call out your agent you know what I mean but but no you're like you're not 18 anymore and they're like she has no major credits I don't think so and this is sort of like well that just doesn't mean anything like talent you know what I mean and also teaching, because that's when I started teaching full time with you. It started. It was just those two months where I went. You know, I took over Mario's classes, uh-huh, so I was yeah. there almost every day. And I had to be what I was teaching. Uh-huh, I yeah. had to mm-hmm. be the person who believed in themselves enough, who wasn't going for the validation, the external validation. Yeah. Who was going to be gentle when you went in and maybe flopped or didn't do as good as you thought you did, and you know what I mean. This I had to be. I had to walk the talk. That's yeah. such an amazing tool, just for you. I mean, for your students, but also I can't imagine going and having to, like, really live in that every day to the point where 
I, I'm making myself believe it so that everyone else in the room will believe it. Yeah. Woo. Well, yeah. sometimes scary. a yeah. fake until you make, you know well, what I mean? Sense. Which is kind of, you know, I'm sure you guys are learning that also on the show, right? Like any kind of work is like sometimes things <laughs> fit like a glove and sometimes maybe scenes or people you're working opposite with or the mm-hmm. material oh, yeah. sometimes. You just have to find a way to make it work. Yes. You know what I mean? So sometimes Lindsay, I remember she would say, if you have to cry and you can't, just start crying. Yeah. Just, yeah. just go to it. <laughs> and you will fucking start crying. Yeah, it's true. You will start crying. Yeah. That's something that I yeah. think, who is it? Billy Crudup said something about like, everyone was saying, oh my gosh, how do you access all that emotion when you're doing that play at night after night and after night? And he was like, well, I usually just pretend to cry. <laughs> and then... Sometimes I start crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. That scene where I had to like come out with with Rome's um, the, the letter, my husband's suicide note. Yeah, and I had to cry. And I remember I came up and they were pushing in the close up. Brian was like, "Oh no, I can't cry right now." <laughs> yeah. and then I'm I was like, ah, "Can't think about it." And I just started fake crying. And then it just it released. Oh. So I thought of Lindsay in that moment. Like, also, yes. menthol sticks help. You know what I mean? I actually don't really of- have usually. I have never used crying. But it's always good to know that (laughs) it's there. You know what I mean? Which also, but see, that's a fake too, because that can also. I was talking to somebody yesterday. There's a a podcaster who's a scientist. uh, I don't know, social researcher or something. (laughs) Not a Scientologist, (laughs) listeners. It's okay if you are. If you're listening, you're Scientologist. That's okay. Yes, we support all beings. Run, (laughs) but if you can run, do it. But if not, that's fine. Call your dad. Call Tom Cruise. <laughs> but um, we'll probably have to edit, edit that, that out. out. Jesus. Yeah, we had our fun. We did. I can express Way to take myself. a turn, ladies. No, but he was saying, like, and we've talked about this in class, where if you, like, if I right now start to scrunch my face mm-hmm. into a crying mm-hmm. face, my body will start to let go or start to create endorphins and chemicals mm-hmm. that match that supposed feeling and yeah. then your body will start to feel that thing totally. you know what I mean absolutely <clears throat> I know I might so I have a very sensitive dog and if I'm rehearsing something and I oh. start talking in a different <laughs> voice or if I start like feeling like, emotional mm-hmm. or even like pretending to when I'm reading the lines he just starts shaking oh, oh yeah the, and like the door and it's so sad yeah. but my but gosh. that's amazing because it's like, oh, they're affected by it. Yeah. I it must be, be real. I have to be affected by it. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's so, bring our dogs on set. Yes. Yeah. Your I'm dog should talking. coach you and be like, that's real. That's not real. I right. believe that's... that. I'm going to go hide under this table. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alison, let's talk about your journey. So, like I said in the intro, like, you've been working for a long time. You go from show to show. We were just joking before we started rolling about, yes, now you're in season two. You broke through that kind of barrier because... Yeah, so you were on a lot of shows. One I remember season, that would go one, one season. Yeah. That's it, hard. That's really hard. It's funny because it's like, oh, boo-hoo, I keep getting hired for work. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just having your heart broken yeah. season after season after yeah. season because you make these friendships and, you know, a lot of them would shoot on location and then it's like, no, you're done. Goodbye. It's all over. All your, all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> and you don't even get to really say goodbye to those people either because you're no. expecting to come back in yeah, the second the, season. Sometimes you have a pretty good idea of <laughs> oh, what's going to yeah. happen. And you never know when you're going to work again, too. So you're back in the pool. Yes. That's, that's the worst feeling is immediately going back, back into in the, the audition yeah. circuit. Yeah. Um, and it always feels like you're starting from ground zero again, even though... You're at a different level. Not. You, you've yes. learned. You've gotten new experiences. Hopefully someone that is in the casting office recognizes that you've done some work. Um, maybe not. But, yeah, it's not always that way, but it does feel that way. Um, so how does it feel to have heard that you guys are going to do a season two? Uh, when did you guys hear this? Really oh early God. on. Oh, early on. Okay. We wrapped on the second. Yeah. I feel like we heard on the sixth. It was really, we just got back Whenever to Whenever Tibet New Year, or Chinese New Year, that was okay. the day. Oh, I was wow. Doing just a, like, yeah, like yeah that's something. right. You were doing yeah. a thing. Doing, because yeah. we had some sort of event for ABC, and yeah. you were like, no, it's the Chinese New Year. <laughs> yeah, the TCA. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm a Tibetan Buddhist, damn it. I can't. I have to go yeah. do what they do. But uh, the feeling of, this is the best feeling in the world. You've completed a job. You know you have work coming up. Mm-hmm. There's time that is the best feeling. Mm. Yeah. That space of going, oh, I have all the security in the world, all the freedom and time I want. What do I really want to do with my life right now? 
and that can be sleeping. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Or it could be traveling. That's right. Hanging out. Yeah, reading, actually out, reconnecting reading. with friends that you haven't seen in yeah. Home improvement so things. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. Just lifestyle, just... right? Because I think people, well, your guys' show shoots in Vancouver, mm -hmm. and you're, you were gone for what, how many months? Nine months? Seven, seven months. months. Here, that's like a whole... That's you, a chunk. Yeah, you yeah. have to like sort of pick up your life and move it somewhere else. Right. So yeah. it's weird, right? Yeah, and things are different when you get back. Yeah. You have to sort of readjust to that. Yeah. So it really does put things into perspective. It's like, okay, I have this amount of time before I have to leave the country yeah. again. What's important? Yeah. How do I want to spend my time? Now, when you guys, so when you guys were up there, you find your own yeah. place, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's also a misnomer. People think, oh, I'm on a show, I'm going to be, I mean, I'm, you get a per diem, but you still have to we like... You don't get a per diem. You don't get a per diem. Not once you drive. That's also why We have to have our own, we pay for rental cars too, because we have to drive to set. Whoa. Um, we have to get our own apartments. Okay. There's no per diem. And that People are always work. really surprised yeah. by that. They're like, no. they're not putting you up in the middle. <laughs> no, that ain't... No. Well, for pilots, they often Pilots can put you up. Yes. Guest stars, they put you up. Yes. stars... If they're flying at yeah. the restaurant, but um, at the Sandman Hotel, at the uh, or, Sandman, at the, uh, no, no, at which one? Sutton. The Sutton, Sutton, Sutton yes, Sutton's or the <laughs> yeah. What are we going to slide the L in the there? Sutton place. <laughs> Sutton place. Let's get yeah. it all out. The yeah. Sutton yeah. face. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> face too. Sutton face. Sutton face. That's amazing. I did it. I did the first time I worked in Vancouver. I was doing a CW pilot, so that's how I learned all that lingo. The Sutton place. That's hilarious. So, but then no, once it's picked up mm -hmm. and you're on your series regular. They give you one time moving fees. They give you a relocation fee, which okay. SAG just upped, the, which is nice. Yes, a little bit more. It's a little bit more than it was before. And then that's it. So second yeah. season, and that you're covers, a local hire. Yeah, right. and does that mean, here's a question I'm going to ask on the podcast because I want someone to answer it. I don't even know if they're going to fly us there for the second I was going to ask, did you guys to, get flown there? I don't know. I don't did know. you get flown there the first time? Yes. Yes. You have, what, you have one <gasps> there, a uh, round trip flight. Um, that they cover yeah, you have for one and then one for your significant other. And then where do you, so, I mean, I have a, we have a school up in Vancouver, so where do you guys stay? Yeah. Where do you, where did you find your place? Yaletown. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm down, I'm right downtown. In downtown. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's where the studio is. Oh, we Yeah, we're on Beatty Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, right by the our arena, stand -in, one of our, my stand-in. Um, is that the stu studio? Is that your, oh, in, in Vancouver. Okay. Really? Wanda. Wanda, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like I know a Wanda. You may. She, yeah. I mean, she like devoured your book. She's, okay. She <laughs> to say, oh, my oh my god! Wait, for, uh, that's so right crazy. Left that the tweet yes. that well, I she wrote. just tweeted something yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But then wait, I have an even weirder like oh. postscript to that. But go ahead. Okay. Should I tell them? Yes. The whole tell story? them the yes. whole story. All right. I'm in Beachwood and I'm walking. Beachwood Canyon. Yes. yes. And I walk past a man and I think, oh, that's Wallace Shawn. And we look at each other and smile. And I think, ooh, that's a fun sighting. And then um, I... And everybody, people, the youngins probably don't know who Wallace Shawn is. Inconceivable. If you don't know, you, know, you need to see Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Haste. And, and he's been in a He's been in things. everything. Yes. That's, that's he's the wonderful. Yeah. See Princess Bride. He's tremendous. For multiple reasons. And, uh, yeah, my dinner with Andre. Anyway... Uh, I keep walking my dog, and then eventually somehow it lines up where he's walking in the same direction as me across the street. And so I look over, and I see he's reading a book walking down the street. And I just want to know what, what Wallace Shawn Wallace Shawn is reading. <laughs> where did he pick I found out where he picked it up. There's a little archway, and they have a mini, mini library in there. Oh, cool. So that just happened to be the book he picked up, oh, and I looked, yeah. and it was at left brain turn right. Oh, my And I was like, what am I... Tell me. <laughs> and also, I knew that I was you quoted. You were quoted in there. I was quoted there, and so I wanted to shout across the street, "Why? <laughs> Page fifty-five. Exactly. Highlight it. Yeah. Oh so my god! First of all, I love that I'm in an archway. Right? I don't even know what that is, but yes. I kind of love it. Right by the beach, a library the archway. Yeah. Like little, like all over town, like little places that have like these little oh, really? yeah. libraries. You it's really cute. Oh, I didn't know This that. one's great because it's the archway that leads into the old Hollywood land development. So uh -huh. it's like oh, this nice. old Hollywood uh, structure that's been there since, I guess it was the 30s uh -huh. when they developed uh -huh. that. 20s maybe? And then uh, it's just shelves inside of the little 
walk through on the sidewalk and it's all books. Is it an honor system? You, like yeah. you just yeah. pick up and then put back? Yeah, or put or put something, or put else something in there. there. Yeah, people wow. could take it, like oh. bring all the books. Like if you wanted to mm -hmm. keep it, you could. Somehow my book was repurposed there. Yeah. I hope it didn't mean that I didn't like this. Don't book. go there. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> Someone no, no, no. wanted another person to have the <laughs> oh, Exactly. No. They're like, yeah. I'm enriched by you this, and I'm going to pay it yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. I love that. So I, I love that. And then this morning, this is so weird how, like, you know, quantum entanglement. Mm -hmm. I'm watching, catching up on an episode of John Oliver because I love him. Mm -hmm. And he just randomly in his thing makes a joke about Wallace Shawn. So it's always <laughs> like, right? You know yeah, what I mean? that always, it's so no, bizarre. I love that. It really is. Like he had, Wallace Shawn had nothing to do, it was about opioids. Yeah. But then somehow he cracked but then a do Wallace. do you start questioning why is this happening? Why is I, Wallace Shawn popping up? Like, does this mean something? Do I need to take some sort of action that I'm well, not Well, funnily enough, we, I cover that in At Left Brain Turn Right. Like I just, oh, I, I read do, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may need to like redact <laughs> your quote. <laughs> <laughs> Remove Alison Miller's yes, second edition. Yeah. Christina Moses, would you like to say <laughs> something <laughs> where we once had Alison Miller's quote? <laughs> My no, books are in storage. I think it's just I, to me, it's like you know, synchronicities are you know when something when the variables are almost too extreme to be considered mm -hmm. just coincidences, right? Like, um, like something like that. Like we were just talking about him and then all of a sudden you see a different manifestation of it. And I just kind of, for me, I just feel like it's the sort of the, the power of intentionality mm. when you don't have any, when you're not clinging and holding on and you have no attachments and it kind of shows you like thought is a very powerful thing, yes. right? Yes. Of a, it's a creative intention, but I think sadly we're constantly sort of mitigating our, forward maybe more how would you say it like we get in our own way mm -hmm. so the things that we're wanting sometimes don't show up like that because we're constantly questioning it or mm -hmm. holding on to it or adding attachment to it and you know what I mean I do I always feel like those things pop up more for me at least when I feel like I'm in a I hate this phrase but I'm gonna say it in a state of flow. Oh I mean, yeah, but that's a but that's a real thing. <laughs> it is. If it, 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 it feels like if I'm if I feel yeah. like I'm headed in the right direction in some way, it's like constant. Yes. Um, so it, a woman that I sort of follow and like is this woman Lacey Phillips. I don't know if I feel like I've heard that She's name. Great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she has a, a a sort of manifestation practice, and her whole thing is about following pings. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like if you get uh, an instinct, it is uh -huh. almost like what you talk about yeah. in class. If you get an instinct, follow it. Yeah, yeah. because it's leading you to something. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I like her approach because it's, it's the most <clears throat> grounded approach to manifestation that yeah. I've, I've seen here in LA. But yeah, I think for me, when things come in threes, uh -huh. I really that has meaning it. for you. Yeah, uh -huh. but also, <clears throat> yes, my intuition because I get like split moment hits. So when I listen, and then I just kind of follow, then things start to align yeah. because I'm listening to what's in here. Um, but I, I, I think that we just get in the habit of thinking we need to control and manipulate everything. Yes. Yeah. Really nothing is in our control mm -hmm. except for how we view something or how we react or receive information. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's why we miss things. But I think it's happening constantly. It's true. People do miss it, right? Or don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. We or go in the direction. Like I think too, like for me, it's like, especially in the world we're living in now, which feels very reactive and very scary and people are, are you know, overwhelmed with anxiety like that moment it's also like okay everything's okay yeah. like there is a deeper intelligence that's got yes. you and here yes. is an example of it and does it necessarily yes. mean like it's all gonna work like you're gonna get that audition that's mm -hmm. not what I you know my teachings don't necessarily or my philosophies aren't necessarily about it doesn't always lead us to the exact manifestation of the thing we want I want to get married in mm -hmm. Tahiti right. you know but it, it definitely does kind of show you like 
okay, you're being heard and you're yeah. seen and you're connected to something else that's bigger, you I know? I think also the only way to really access that is to avoid more of the things that make us so anxious. Yeah, which that's is, right. Yeah, watching the news that's all the right. time. That's right, oh gosh, looking yeah. Looking at Twitter. Yes. It's, it's a way of disconnecting from yes. what's actually happening yes. like in your body and in the space around you. Well, that's all like triggering. I mean, that's been proven, like the news especially, especially oh, cool. American news, but right? Yeah. The limbic system is like you're on high alert all the time. It's all reptilian brain yeah, stuff. Like, let's no make you scared. It's not real. I mean, and that's right. what our president is doing. It's a constant barrage mm-hmm. of like, here, let's let me distract you onto what you should be scared of, even though it's not really real. That's it's really so no, but that's, it's really that's how they can go and perpetuate the wars that are happening because and it we're also, like, right, we need yeah. to protect ourselves. We yeah. need to yeah. defend. No, no. And that's what's happening. Yeah, on, on a microcosm, like a microcosmic level, for someone like I have chronic pain. When I am tapped into that energy all the time, it's it makes worse. it worse. Yeah, yeah it makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. <laughs> until I turned it off, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's important. Well, so, I mean, Alison, you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, because I know you had gone through a big health thing, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're on your road to recovery and like, but that was a really difficult time. It was Yeah, you were in class and like... And then I stopped being in class. Yeah, no, because it was hard for you to like... I can remember the last time I was there. I think it was when we were doing the goat and I was with Ian in class and I had to leave in the middle Mm. because I was like, I can't, I can't sit through this pain. pain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now I'm making a short about it. Oh, amazing. That Christina is in. Amazing. Yes. I'm trying to take it and make it into some art and attach it to a... An invisible illness nonprofit, and try to uh, get people to pay attention. And to it was like autoimmune stuff, related to autoimmune um, stuff, right? Yes and no. It's a, my my pain syndrome is something that a lot. It's mostly women who experience like a pelvic pain okay, issue, wow. and uh-huh. they're it's so under researched uh, and misunderstood, and it manifests itself in different ways in everybody. Uh-huh. So for some people it is autoimmune. For some people it's like, all right, well if I cut out dairy, I'm fine. Right. And for a lot of us, it's not That's that not way. It. It's uh-huh. not that simple. Um, and for me, I don't know exactly what all the factors were, but I think it started with a real, um, like a real illness. And then my stress response sort of got triggered into a point where, like, the pattern of that pain, I couldn't get out of it. Get out of it. Uh Uh-huh. It metastasized. Yeah. Yeah, It just got worse and worse and worse until eventually now I'm in a place where it's really subsiding. Uh And I think it may be something I live with for the rest of my life, but um, I've done enough, uh, like, traditional medical treatments and acupuncture and all that stuff it never quite did anything for me until I again really looked at my my stress load uh-huh. and the way that my limbic system was responding uh-huh, to yeah. a lot of different triggers and then sort of magically it started abating that way right well, and it's amazing when we actually the listen body. to our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, our bodies yeah. hold all the wisdom. Yeah. yeah. And I was so mad when people would say things like, do you know about the mind-body connection? Oh, right. like, yes. Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> I was <laughs> so filled with rage. Like, yeah. I've read every book there is. <laughs> I read, yes. Asshole. But then... <laughs> Turns out it really did play. It just, I had to find the right way in on my own. That's right. I think everybody does. Like anything in life, right? And that's part of your journey. Not that, you know, listen, as my parents always like to say, health is wealth, right? Like all of it means nothing if we're not healthy. Yeah. That's the most important thing. It's true. I watched my entire, like everything I set up. You weren't auditioning. You had to like put on the brakes. I was on the couch sobbing. Pretty much every day for three years straight. Oh, Did you not work on those at that time, or was it so sporadic? I managed to do two guest stars during that whole time, uh, and I was in a bad way. Like, I remember telling David Allen Greer how much pain I was in. I was like, I shouldn't be talking about this on a set that's not mine. Like, I was a guest star. <laughs> Hi, my name's Allison, and I'm... Yeah, and, 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 and guess who didn't get asked back? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was his show. It wasn't his oh, okay. show, but I I was like talking. About, I was in such an insane state. I was in so much pain. Oh. I was running the stairs. I think that shot at Universal, and I was just outside, like running the stairs in the parking garage to try to get some like endorphins going, going? because wow. I was out of my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was truly a crazy person. You know, a funny note about that, though, too, because I, was, I always remember moments of actors at the school, and you were there for so long, but I just will never forget. It was on the goat, and this goat is this <laughs> beautiful Pulitzer Prize-winning <laughs> play that they did on Broadway, and then, because Allison always had a hard time letting go of all of her stuff. Like her rage and her anger vocally, right? Because she's mm. so sweet. Very nice. Right? She's very nice. Like <laughs> Midwestern nice, but you're not from the Midwest. Aren't you from like Tennessee or something? Southern. Southern. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're doing the goat, and the goat, the 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 wife proceeds to like crash. You know the play, yeah. right, Christina? So anyway, for the reader or the listener. So crash the plates and like turn over the tables and like smash the whole house. So usually when I do the scene, I have people bring porcelain plates for 99 cents at the 99 cent store and then proceed to throw them and they smash on the floor. So Allison is the first and only actress I've ever seen do the goat where she brings all the props to crash the plates and I'm like, okay, Allison, now throw it, throw it, throw the plate. And she tosses it on the couch. It really is. She throws it all right, but on the couch. And I'm like, no, Allison, throw the plate. And she grabs another one and like, Kind of whiffles like, it, whiffle balls it, yes, to the couch. I did not want to injure your students. <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't know what it kind was of insurance so, I think you we have. laughed so hard. <laughs> yes. That was so amazing. It really is a very good analogy for my upbringing. <laughs> I know, well, that's what we talked about. Yes. You know, and that correlation in class of like, listen, class is all about doing authentic storytelling, but sometimes to access authentic storytelling, we have to like, Unwire the things yeah. we've been taught, right? Yeah, like absolutely. I'm, I'm always maintaining that it's not scene study problem. Like the scenes are not a problem. It's our own way of figuring out how do we access ourselves mm. to make a scene work. You know what I mean? And your stuff isn't your stuff isn't my stuff. And mm -hmm. so yeah, if a scene is asking you to, you know, evoke rage and anger, and you grew up being punished for that mm -hmm. or not being allowed to have a voice, it's hard. Yeah. You know. It is really interesting to see, like even through the years of working with different people who are being asked to do that, for some people it's like the easiest mm -hmm. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And for others, it's pulling teeth. Yeah. You know, for me, it's pulling teeth. Yeah. Anger is still, it never feels authentic. Uh -huh. I And then I actually have to get angry to be able to do it, and then I'm sort of stuck in that for a while. It's a really weird, huh. yeah. Do you have an okay time with getting angry? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Christina <laughs> yeah. gets angry. I love it. Christina yeah. would get angry at me. I yeah. love it. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mind it. I love it. No, yeah, no, I have, I have rage. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I also think I've been talking a lot about rage recently in yeah. class. I think it's again. I think collectively we're walking around with it, right? Because we we're not able to control things, and so it's it does trigger that aspect of it's feeling, powerlessness that's out right control, that's right uh, feeling out of control that, that's I'm gonna get into yeah. another thing because I love talking about this with, with chronic pain there's a doctor who wrote a book like in the 80s Dr. Mm -hmm. John Sarno oh I know him you know him yes well not personally but I know his book because I had suffered from yeah, back, back pain. pain yes yes but his whole theory was that people are walking around with so much repressed rage where does it go for a lot of men it ends up in, their in the back, back. yeah I and I know three men who read that book all different walks of life who when they read it the pain went away <gasps> you too no that's four people I, I recommend that I have that book I wasn't sure what your thoughts what were it about it healing it's called healing back, back pain, back pain. And, you know, I was in the thing, I started having, I don't have it anymore, but I had it when I was in college mm. and I thought it was like, like he says in the book, like, oh, I had a herniated disc. And sure enough, I went to a doc. I was, I was a competitive swimmer. So I was super healthy. Yeah. I remember I had some sort of accident or something. And then of course I was like, oh my God, my back is fucked up. And mm -hmm. so it went and had an MRI and they confirmed that I had a hemorrhage disc. First of all, it's been kind of proven that all of our discs are kind of compromised just by the wear Everybody, and tear. Oh my God, right. But that doesn't necessarily cause pain right, yeah. so That's then true. I read this book because I had gone through all kinds of treatments I was in chronic pain I couldn't I had this like not defibrillator thing that I would walk around 
It was like, I was so weird. Like, it was this little mini suitcase. Like a TENS unit. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. A TENS unit is like, you put these patches that are oh. connected to these electrical cords onto this battery pack, like an like a phone, and it zaps, zaps. So I would just walk around. Like, I was the boy <laughs> with a plastic bubble with my little suitcase, right? So, anyway in chronic pain for like over a year and then I read this book and at first I was like this can't be it and then I realized it was all my rage about being gay and not knowing how to express being yeah. gay I wasn't really out yet and you have to talk to your pain and work through your shit yes. and then it went I just woke up one morning it was gone it's true. it was really weird though. That is really what weird. I do. That is the so my my therapist who has helped me the most with my pain is sort of uh, not a disciple, but in the same school as uh-huh. that. And he runs a place called the Pain Psychology Center. And it's all Talking through that. it. And, yeah, and yeah. it's different. He has a 20-step thing that he does, and I find it just the right language for me. But Oh, yeah, you sent me that. Yeah. I need to look at that. Oh, it's wonderful. I think a lot of people, we're all walking around with stuff that we of haven't course, dealt with. Of course. And it goes somewhere. That's and right. For some of us That's it right. comes out as it can come out as rage. That's or right. or you know, you or it gets repressed in our bodies. Yeah. Or yeah. You when know I don't mean? listen to my body, when I don't listen to my intuition, I get sick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get physical pain. Um my knees. I have sports injuries, dancer injuries, and I'm not a dancer, not professionally, and I'm not a sports person I'm not athletic at all <laughs> and and like the things that go on with my feet and my oh, knees yeah, feet. yeah and um so once something ended and and some stress around certain relationships and circumstances like I don't really have those wow, interesting. but I knew that like I knew because whenever I actively choose to not listen to what's happening inside of my body, what I need to feel safe, what I feel, what I need, what just a situation that is not clearly working for me and my body is screaming at me, I will get sick Mm. or I will get an ailment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's... We're very similar in that Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it like over the last (laughs) year that we've known each other. Yeah. Well, I really feel like there is this emotional component that we underestimate you know, where does it go? Like you were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think for some people, we also see it manifested outwardly. Like it's such yes. aggression, you know, it's transferred onto other yes. people, whether it's through gun violence or just any any yeah. kind of violence. So this is more, again, we've been talking in class, especially with men, we've been talking about like, what's a more authentic expression of feeling that mm-hmm. we're often as men not taught how to negotiate through. For men, it's really hard, right? Like, they feel all the things that women feel, but because they have a judgment based on conditioning that that means... I can't be vulnerable. Right, you're weak, or you're a sissy, or you're a fag, or something like that. So, after these messages, we'll be right back. None of the youngins know what that means. Exactly. (laughs) So, listeners, sorry, we had some technical difficulties. This has never happened in in the In The Moment podcast, but we're in the moment and we just yes. make it work i i won't know until later what part <laughs> we all the juicy salacious stuff just got oh, edited God. out you can't believe that happened i, think well, we were, I can't believe we, you told <laughs> the secrets of your craft can you believe that you guys <laughs> so you were talking about uh being you were at the apple store and you made a purchase and then this and then Woman. the trainee yes. who was holding her tongue the whole time, mm. once I made the purchase, she was like, oh my God, I've been holding this in. I just, can I, I just have to tell you how much I love you. I love your show so much. Um, but how, uh, you know, that the subject matter is giving her freedom to make sense of things in her life. Mm. And that mm-hmm. has been the consistent thing for every single one of us on the show. We get private messages, we get Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram messages. Um, or on our feeds, you know, and especially, I, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me saying, I too was molested because my character was molested and it comes Whoa, out. Whoa, mm-hmm. okay. And she didn't even realize it until Allison's character, Maggie, was like, no, 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 this was not your fault. You actually were abused. Because um, <clears throat> my character thought she was, it was her it fault. It was her fault, of course. And wow. And so, and my mother wasn't supportive because she didn't know how to deal with her own abuse my mother in the show and um, uh, but uh, 
you know, so yeah, so many people are like, okay, and now I have the courage to say something, or I'm getting the courage, or I have, I have bipolar, I have this, I have this, because it's all stemming from, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but thank you for reflecting that back to us. I'm not alone. Even in personal conversations that I'm having now with friends and family members, it, I, I don't know if it's because, I think some of it is because they have watched the show mm-hmm. and they have seen what we're dealing with there's like an openness now and maybe it's just me feeling really comfortable talking about these things because we've spent so much time exploring them that conversations go deep Uh so quickly even with strangers Mm -hmm. and I think it must be me just being like tell me your darkest (laughs) secrets (laughs) (laughs) but um, it's really good it's really positive because I think there is there's a shift away from it's superficial, um, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And I've had so many people come up to me and tell me that they're two-time breast cancer survivors because that's my that's your, character storyline. Yeah. And they want to, like, I went into Barney's in Beverly Hills. I was looking for a candle. woman who works at the Sunday Riley counter grabs me, tells me her whole story. We talk for half an hour, and Whoa. I walk out of a, the store with a sample bag, like, the size of my head. It was the greatest oh. day of my life. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go there and be like, anyone molested? Do you reckon? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what Sunday? I don't even know what Sunday it's Riley a is. Wonderful skincare. Oh, okay, of course, I don't know. They have a great yeah. lactic acid Sunday and retinoid. Riley. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> They're gonna have a Coachella booth. I can yes. feel it. Yeah, Sunday yeah, right. Riley. I'm gonna <laughs> send this to them and get more samples. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can you sponsor me? <laughs> well, I think that's also you know I was. I always am inspired by Darren Aronofsky saying, like, there's no reason in the day and age we're living in, if you're not making something that means something, then why are we making it? Mm -hmm. And that's really a testament to the show and your guys' showrunners. And also, you know, people are wanting to have conversations about real things, but it's scary to have them. And if you're not seeing that reflected back to you, black, white, gay, trans, Latin, doesn't matter. And then also, so who we are as people, but then also deeper issues. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shame-based issues, Mm -hmm. I find, or how we are shamed into not talking about it. So that's exciting. It's really exciting. That you guys are a part of that. It's very nice. And Mm -hmm. to also, because I think another another part of entertainment that I think is so important is just humor. Yeah. Uh, Because when I was very, very sick and, like, not able to leave the house, I watched... I would watch office bloopers, like okay. Parks and Rec bloopers, <laughs> yeah. all day long. Yeah. There's an interview that Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Siegel did where they could not stop laughing. I've watched it maybe a thousand times. A thousand times. Because <laughs> it was the only thing that could make me, like, smile. Uh, and I think that is really laughter. important, Yeah, laughter too. is chemicals healing. chemicals that are released. Yeah. No, for we sure. We need them. And we do have a little bit of that. We do. Too. I think we do. Yeah. I think we do kind of balance that really well. Well, yeah, I don't think, like, I don't, you know, None that's the thing, too. It's just like in acting, right? Like, sometimes when people will play a scene and they'll... I actually just happened the other night in a master class where somebody got stuck on like, what does cancer look like? Mm. Like the scene where the woman is confessing she has cancer, but cancer can be as funny as a blooper reel for some people. Like, in other words, it's not just, of course, cancer is bad. That's not my, my point. My point is, is when we're talking about things like this, we aren't, just talking no. about cancer. No. Oh my it's like God. Angela. You know what I mean? Is that what yeah. you're <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't. But Jeff was going to talk about you, Allison. Like oh. the way, what you bring to Maggie is so, you bring so much humor and lightness and just quirky, fun, delicious, which is you, you know? But like, <clears throat> um, that scene, you know, when you puke on Harry <laughs> and then that's and that very tender I mean it's gross and it's I love that scene beautiful you know because that's what you do when you love someone you just you go they can vomit if you and didn't kiss them anyway it. yes I, I, vomit, I vomit on a man and then we make out <laughs> because he realizes that she's in fact going through chemo that she's okay. not going to just let herself die right. she's going to fight and for so her and so it's a very sweet so it's oh. sweet and quirky Whoa. and then the time when you when you find out that you're in remission and you just start cracking up. Oh yeah, I loved that's that fun. so much. That's, I mean, that's all. Like all of that is de- our showrunner writing really great, like truthful moments. Wait, yeah, that's... my character finds out she's in remission and just is laughing hysterically. And okay. then, and then it's a release. Yeah, it's like it what? Is. But we're not crying. We're not she's and crying. He's like, and he's like, yeah, 
He's the emotion. Apparently, the emotionally stunted one. He's crying, and yeah. I'm crying. It's, a it's nice, beautiful. But I'm nice. sure, Alison, it's also what you bring to it, and how you guys. It's you know, like you guys know, those are just lines on a page, and thankfully they're beautifully written. But it's also your own spirit sure. and autobiography that you're bringing to it that makes something. It's a collaboration. That's right. Yeah. I'm so proud of you guys. It's so it's so deserved. Well, you guys are so talented. Thank you. Oh, it's funny because I remember we weren't we didn't know each other. I was gonna say you weren't because you weren't Thursday day. I wasn't. I was well. I was. That's when you were doing the goat. That's Thursday day. But I only made I made it like three classes. Okay, those. Uh huh. Before that, I was always Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yes, that's right. Then my basketball league started up, and I just couldn't, Tony. But yeah, I think that I was in like I did subbed into one class that you were in. Christina was in. Yeah, and I remember watching you, and I think it was when you had gotten containment but hadn't left yet, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking, oh, gosh, she's so good. Oh, she's going to go do this job. Oh, my gosh. She's on the road to success. (laughs) And uh, that was the only... Could be... I was in Thursday day for a long time with Lindsay. Yes. did your Monday night for a little bit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so we kind of somehow passed each other. Yeah. It happens, right? So what's next for you guys? Well, we go back in June. Well, I'm going to direct this short. That's Starting exciting. a production when, company. I'm going to be in exciting. her short. Wait, yeah. when you, and you're oh, going to be doing my reading. reading. When you guys film. June like before 19th. you go Before you go back. Oh, oh no, my no, no, no. short? Yeah. <laughs> We're still working on it. It'll be in May. Oh, okay. yeah. I think okay, it's going to cool. be the 25th, 26th. Yeah. If you need okay. more actors, you know who to call. I do. Yes. I've got all my actors. Okay, yeah, we are casting a reading. Oh, yeah, we're do. doing a reading. My friend and I just started a production company. Okay, and we're cool. partnering up with James Ruday, our co-star. Mm-hmm. Um, he it's has a, great play. a theater company called Red Dog Squadron, and we're trying to get the rights to do the world premiere because it's uh, never been produced. Uh-huh. It's called Great Kills. Okay. okay. It's really good. So she's allowing us, with us, she's working with us to do, um, Kate Cortese, the playwright, to do a reading so we're doing a, a reading of it May 9th at the Geffen she's uh, Allison's gonna read a character and what's it about? oh god it's a Staten Island family um, daughter's about to go off to college she's writing an essay to Harvard and she pulls up some dark secrets from the family but kind of twists it and we don't know what's true what isn't Whoa. true uh-huh. it's sort of timely with the college yeah like what lengths are you willing to travel to oh it's May 9th better yourself suppose- I wanna, I'm in, gonna be in Beijing damn it I would love jeez I would love to what a bummer I'm in Beijing your life is so hard well you have I mean, a studio in Beijing no we don't yet but we have if you get a guys, studio, crazy. I know we have Smokes. Vancouver, Vancouver, Toronto, Toronto Sydney, Sydney, London, London Atlanta, Atlanta, LA, New York, Boston. Santa Fe. What? We're Santa gonna, Fe? Yeah. Because Carla oh, was here, and she well, she just moved to Santa Fe. Actually, you know, Albuquerque, they're going to open on. They're building a huge Netflix facility there, and then I think we're opening a school in Chicago this summer. Jesus, and then maybe Denmark, and then that's it. <gasps> So My Beijing is just. Is on <laughs> is serious? It's pretty exciting, I have to say. It wonderful. is a revolution of like love. That's and community. wonderful. That's wonderful. exciting. Yeah. So I know. I just sent someone else to you. He needs a breakthrough. Okay. He well, he saw a great. Oh, you know no. what I mean? Well, he, when you lose the fun and you get boggled by the business of it, and like when you yes. don't book for a year, you're like, why am I doing this? Every time. So this so will revive your faith and your talent, and it'll break your heart open in, a, in the way you'll get excited about you. Yeah. That's right. Sustaining. So that so he went and he loved it. Or also, you guys are lucky because you're on a show that nourishes you, and you're with a great ensemble. We are. Lucky. But yes. some people, you know, I work with some people who are on shows that are like, I'm going to die. If I had to like, stay on a show, you just do it for your paycheck. You just have to find a way. You do theater. You stay in class. You short, short. You write. You do shit. You got. Otherwise, you'll die. Yeah, because you can't. It's you can't complain to people about that. No, you can't. But at the same time, I understand because it's all relative, right? In a specific, in a contained environment yes yeah you have to complain about um what were we just so we were just talking about anyway yes i, I want to know more about it though because i will be in beijing but weirdly enough oh, i just want to go see this play the jungle which we can talk about when we're when we're done okay. but it's based on um uh when i was in london a couple years ago there i went 
while I was there teaching at our school, I went to Calais, France, which has the biggest refugee, at the time, had the biggest refugee camp in the world. And most of those people had immigrated from, obviously, Syria and all over, right? And they went there, it was the northernmost point of France, to try to cross over to the UK. So I spent a week there, I did service work. So now, two years later, when I was back at our London school a few months ago, that was playing there, but it had just closed. And everybody who knows that I went to Calais and I was really interested in the refugee experience, they were like, you have to go see this show. So sadly, it was closed, but it's playing in San Francisco. So I went up this weekend and I saw it. So I'm like, now that we have our own new space, and it's so beautiful. I just saw a production of the Vagina yeah. Monologues there that some yeah. students put on. Cool. I kind of want to direct a show again. So right. I'm like, but I want to find something that's more ensemble, okay. that has more people. And, but we should talk. Like, well, I'm, I'm open to any kind of... Play... It's a, it's a, it's a family. Yeah, it's, okay. it's small. Yeah, it's small. It's okay. It's really... Great. Really powerful. I okay. haven't even yet seen the new space yet. Oh, you need to come I know, see it. Oh, you guys need to come see it. It's really it. like it. smashing. smashing. It's just it. really cool and fun. And, no, I can't. I have to get there. Um, so, okay. So, I'm going to do the speed round here and then we're done. Unless there's anything. So, you guys are back. You go back in June. Yeah. And then you're up there until like December. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. Like, but you guys fly down oh, on yeah, weekends yeah. and stuff like yeah, especially that, right? Especially since I'm leaving my dogs here this time. Yeah. So, I will definitely be coming. That more often. That's a lot. And then we have work, like periodic worky things that take us back here. Yeah, like, we TCA always have some little fun thing. And then we have apparently more breaks built in. We do. Like we have a full week for Thanksgiving, which is wonderful. American Thanksgiving, which is great. American. And we'll also get out. But you guys can't necessarily, because, I mean, even though you may not be used every day, you can't really like go shoot a movie for no two way. weeks or something. No, it would, have, it would have to be like. It'd be so hard, right? You know, yeah, if, if I don't know. Christopher Nolan was like, I have to have Christina Moses. I'd be like, yo, ABC. <laughs> I'm going to shoot one, a, one day this episode. shoot with Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they would... Yes. I guess you'd figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. technically, no. Or, but are you guys even auditioning? You're not even auditioning for anything right I now. I am, oh, but just like bit. a small part that shoots in the, the exact time frame that I could do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually chose to not. To take like, a little breather. Certain things came yeah. up, but I yeah. just... Went through some family personal things, so I'm I just sorry. wanted to. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's okay. Ultimately, it's really for the best. Yeah, but I just wanted to like hunker down with my animals, set up my home, and, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. um, start your theater company, start, your production well, it's company, a theater, film, and television. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. We're doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so um, let's do the speed round. It's really innocuous. Oh my god. Yes, I'll I'll take turns. Who's leading it? Okay, if you weren't an actor, Christina. What what would you be? A dancer. Oh, that was easy. But also, but also, like, I live on a farm and I have a flower shop and I have like lots of animals. And I, and I also, it's a it's a. It would be animal farm rescue. dancing. It would be. Out oh my god! No, no, no! This is it. It's, it's really fast. Okay, so it would be like a farm sanctuary where you take in all like the special needs animals, both like domestic and the farm kind. Oh my god! But then we would have like a barn and we would just put on dances and we would dance and have like workshops, like embodiment workshops. <laughs> Done. Oh I'll go my there. god! Okay. Like shop. animal yoga. No, no, they're just on there. But okay, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Allison, good luck topping that. I can't. Um, I would be, I mean, judging on my family, I would be a writer. I would either be oh. a writer or a therapist. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Like a journalist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can oh, see that. Yeah. Scrappy journalist just going into war-torn countries. Getting the scoop. That's yeah. right. That's what my dad did. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a really good writer. Oh gosh, no. What's your favorite film of all time? I don't know, that sounds so I cheesy. Hate this I know. I immediately okay, calm down. Maybe so like Princess mad. Bride. No. No, okay. Allison, um, go first. Um okay. Oh god. Oh that's me. Who is that? Maybe um Raising Arizona. Oh, okay. Love it. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Best in show. Oh, tremendous. Oh, love well, listen, Catherine O'Hara on Schitt's Creek is uh, I'm obsessed with Schitt's Creek and I just, just met Dan Levy for like a second. Yeah, really and I was like, I'm they're all so funny. Show. I love them all. They're all him. so funny. Like, Wait, the song, oh, right? Yeah. The song, yeah. He liked my but Eugene friend. Levy is pretty genius uh, as Eugene Levy's well. a genius, oh, but his song, gosh. I just, I can't. I'm I have such a crush on him. It's a great ensemble. They're funny. What's one thing you can't do without Christine? My dogs. Oh. 
That's so <laughs> She says shallow. on her second cup, yes. No, I can't do without it. Uh, Celebrity crush can be male or female. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. That's oh, a good that's one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I have so many. Right now, Dan Levy, but that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think of right now. Wallace Shawn. Yes! Um, oh, how would you describe acting in one word? Good morning, good morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> expression. Exp- yeah, I was going to say freedom. But yeah, Ooh, uh-huh. that's nice. Good, good, good. What's, what's the takeaway you had um, from being at AMAW? Or something you learned? That everything exists inside of my heart. And if Aww. I just like play any character, any story, it's all there. It's all in here. That's beautiful. Yeah. To trust myself. Hmm. To trust what I'm I'm feeling and go with it. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It sounds so simple, these things, right? But it's so hard to really like, you know what I mean? When you've been trained to not do those things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, to I am I am an over analyzer, Uh a cerebral That's right. I remember that performer and to get out of my head and into my body. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very important part for me. That's right. I remember that now. Really getting you to trust. Because it was all in there, but you would try to take the intellectual way out first. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I operate neck up. Uh-huh. So interesting. Because yeah. you're so emotionally evocative. That's the, the weird thing, too, of like... Mm-hmm. Like, it's all in there, and then seeing... You're like, you're more male in a way. I like, definitely you know what I mean? am. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the last question, how do you... What's your definition of love? Gold. I actually would say, look, okay, this is, oh, this is a bit much, but you just said God. To me, love is God. 100%. And, and that is interchangeable. Um, or goddess. Sure. Or goddess. I think it's just the, the, the yeah, it's the energy that uh, that ties us all together and and is when we are all operating for the greatest good of humanity and for the planet and oh my gosh no, I just cannot stand no, myself no it's true, true. It is, that is active not... tissue it is the ligaments it's the tendons it's the everything yeah. and I, I really I feel like love is the thing that holds everything together mm-hmm. it is it is all of the rage and the trauma and everything that we label as negative and it's all that is positive and beautiful really it, yeah. I think it, it holds Oh, it is all of yeah. It's that. a million little things. Oh, oh my gosh. I should be your marketer PR you person. For sure. You should tell ABC. I'm no, it's true. But also, I just want to say one last thing and then I'll tell you my definition is it's interesting. And I get it. It's interesting how we get embarrassed mm-hmm. about these definitions that are not only true, and simple and evocative because we've been taught that cynicism Mm -hmm. and sarcasm about approaching the world is more tenable than really being like, these things are true. I just even hear, you know, in my head... Because we make fun of that. Well, in my head I'm hearing, you know, like the people I went to high school with being hearing that and going... Boy, she moved to LA, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. I know. But the thing is, 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 is not seeing the world that way any more just or true or inspiring. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's, it's really fascinating. Oh, I to firmly me. believe yeah. it. But yes, yeah. there is a there's a real wall to to mount to get there. You know, animals are just love, and they don't have oh, a judgment yeah. about oh like God. just being love. You my, know what I mean? So I have three dogs, and the oldest one is the Chihuahua. I've had him for eight years. He's ten years old. But I've had him for eight years, and then I have a pitbull mix who's three years, and then a Whoa. lab who's it's a tribe, it's a menagerie, and she like he pretty much he's kind of socially inept, and he doesn't really like dogs that much, but he ignored Bowie, the youngest one, the lab for about a year. She relentlessly would kiss him and try oh. to play with him and then finally he just completely opened Open up and they up. play all the time she <laughs> licks him all the time but she was never like but I, you don't love me so I'm not gonna do that's you right. know what I mean she, she was just, just like I love you I love you yeah oh. okay I'm gonna still love you anyway that's such a great you know reminder I mean? like I learned yeah. so much from them man that is love that's that, God that love, is right? love that's love loving without needing anything back uh. I was just, my definition of love is just this moment right now. 100%. Thanks for being here, guys. I love you guys. We love you. You're too. totally, yeah, uh, Very much. Yeah. Thank you. Like, being, 
Sorry, I just, I've really loved working with you both, and you're super talented, and you deserve all your success, and I'm really, really happy for you. You changed my life, Tony. You and your studio, Somebody said that the other night, but you guys, I don't, I think, I mean, I appreciate that, but you, you're doing it. Listen, I'm just sort of the conduit for it. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, it means a lot. I take that in, because it, because it it did, like, I was at a crossroads where I needed to train, because I didn't train all that much, I did William Esper in New York. But I was so cerebral, yeah. Yeah. and I and I outsmart myself. I outthink everything, and I'm and, and I'm too intelligent for my own good. And I was feeling my thoughts, not my actual feelings. Ooh, and so when I was taking these these classes that were all about breaking down the script so thoroughly, which serves a purpose, I would play the things. You, you get know what I mean? Stuck. Yeah. I get stuck. So I needed to like just tap into my body and my intuition. And that's what your studio, mm-hmm. that's what you provide. And it really, it like, it changed the way I work. It gave me confidence. It gave, it, it, it helped me with, with, yes, my work, like what I was doing, but it, it set the platform for me to really start trusting myself mm-hmm. and work on my childhood trauma around acting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know what I mean? But we need each other. So please take that in. Well, thank you. It's, that's thank what you're you. doing for a lot of people. Thank you. Well, you guys are beautiful emissaries of the work. And I want everyone listening to know that we all just had tears in our eyes. <laughs> we and did. we didn't use I mental. cry a lot on the podcast. <laughs> <That's> so lovely. <laughs> and so now, where can they find you again? A million little things on ABC, but it's, mm-hmm. we'll start again. September. We'll air September. in September. Thursdays, wow. okay, yeah. 9, 8 central. Hopefully. Thursdays is the sure time slot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. And uh, wait, where can they find you on the socials, Christina? Christina S. Moses on the Instagram and then Christina Moses on the Twitter and then Facebook, whatever. I don't really look at it, but you can find me there too. Mm-hmm. Allison. I'm at Allison E for Eileen Miller <laughs> everywhere. Okay. Perfect. Thanks you guys. Oh.